Did you ever wonder? Did you ever wonder? I do. Did you ever wonder why the sun always rises, but the stars never fall, why dry land is never satisfied by water, and why fire never says enough? The wonder of the quantum balm of Gilead. <laughs> well, you know, those are big words that I usually don't like to use, but it, it, it just grabs me as that's kind of what's going on. As I've continued to study this idea of, you know, that there was a man sent from God, his name was John, he came to bear witness to the light. And so, you know, that idea of bearing witness is, we talked about at great length yesterday, that idea of the iron and the two, you know, eyes, so to speak, coming together with one optic nerve. And we certainly talked a lot about yesterday. I hope you went and tried my experience, my experiment with the two nostrils. And so, you know, today I want to go further into the letter Dalit because it's the second letter in the word witness. And the letter Dalit has to do with both a door and also humility. And through this door of humility is where, you know, you um, have a door into the spiritual world where you can actually look into the spiritual world and to some extent, you know, be able to serve God because that's the idea of loving is serving and and it's all very much connected to that fourth letter in the Hebrew alphabet, which is the letter Dalit, which David, King David's name is Dalit Vav Dalit and you know, it's almost like the servant of servants, so to speak, uh, you know, the way that that is with two dollars in it. So fascinatingly, <laughs> the reason why I'm using the word quantum, and it's kind of important to note um, that you, you might have heard of the Balm of Gilead. Oh, this is so, I, I don't want to lose anybody, but that the word Gilead is... Um, You'll first, found that, you'll first find that word is very much connected to the idea of witness. And, and because in the story of Genesis, in the book of Genesis, there was a story about where Jacob left Laban and he got all upset and he came and, and they had you know, quite a meeting. And you might remember that Laban laid up a bunch of stones and he said he was going to heap up these stones as a witness that they'd made this agreement. And, and that word heap... <laughs> Uh, and, and so they played, they called that place Gilead, right? And, and so it was like a heap of witness. Well, that word heap is, is the same word in Hebrew as the word wave, okay? And so when it comes to quantum physics, which is where we're going with that, it, it's all about particles and waves, right? And, and energy and matter and those kind of things. But waves are how we hear. We hear through waves, we, you know, sound waves. We see through light waves. And so this idea of quantum physics comes into this in a big, big way because the idea, and, and I'm going to post at my website this unbelievably cool video from Dr. Quantum that explains the uh, very famous two-slit experience, <laughs> the two-slit experiment. And, and again, this, this <laughs> fits right in with the idea of witness because you see, you were talking about that these two become one to some extent, but when you see this two-slit experience, you'll see that when these two slits are opened up, that if it is a particle that goes through those slits, it leaves just two marks on the backside of this wall. But if it's a wave, you get this what's called an interference pattern, and in this interference pattern, there's a whole bunch of different lines that, again, you just have to watch that video to see what I'm talking about, but it looks like 
you know, when you put light through a prism, it splits it and you and you on the wall, you'll see all these different slits of light. Well, this very much fits into the idea of this um, heap, this wave of witness, okay? <laughs> and so to get back to the experiment I asked you all to do, and so if you did it and, and you got to experience that um, experiment, then, then maybe you experience what I experienced. But either, either way, when, when I explain that, how that fits in with the idea of both witnessing and Gilead, because again, it's a heap of witness, it's his wave. That, that, that when we're receiving a sound, we've got a wave coming in, and we can relate to that wave in a lot of different ways because it's leaving a lot of points of which we can relate to it. And, and so at that, if you can picture with me for a minute those different lines, both to the right and to the left of, of experience, you know, when you smell that thing with that right left nostril and when your left nostril, what I experienced was that when I held up the cocoa, which I really like the smell of cocoa, that when I smelled it with my right nostril, I was like, oh, that smells good. But when I smelled it with my left nostril, all of a sudden I was like, man, I want that stuff. <laughs> I mean, it was like something that I wanted to eat, and, but I didn't have that sensation with my right nostril, but I definitely did with my left nostril. And so then I moved over to pepper, which pepper has a pretty strong smell. And it was interesting that my left nostril didn't say, oh, goody, you eat that pepper. But my right nostril said, don't eat that pepper. And I said, well, isn't that interesting that similar to my eye, which my right eye keeps things at a distance or sees things further away, my left eye sees things nearer to me. Well, my, apparently my right nostril is sending stuff away that you don't want to eat or it smells death to some extent. Death has a horrible smell to it. Um, you know, when something's spoiled, it's telling you, you don't want to eat that. And, and so interestingly, my right nostril seems to tell me stuff like that, where my left nostril seems to tell me things on the other side, the things that you may want. And, and so it's fascinating to me that you hold a sword in your right hand, right? And you hold a shield in your left hand. You know, I'm just talking about for right-handed people for right now. And that's the idea of far away and in, in, in close. And so as you see this spectrum of things, you begin to see this, this picture of, uh, that, again, when you look at that quantum wave pattern, you'll see there's things on the right and then there's on the left. But the pattern in the very middle is the thick pattern, okay? Because, you know, that's where, you know, the two ends of the spectrum kind of come together. Well, <laughs> you know, when you're listening to a testimony, you know, I don't know if you've thought about that, but, you know, here's the idea. Are you going to accept this testimony as truth based on how you relate well, fortunately, if you've, if you've spent a lot of time in the Bible, you can relate to Bible stuff a whole lot better than you can relate to other stuff. And the more you smell life, the more you like the smell of flowers and those things that can produce fruit, and the more you don't like the smell of death. So the idea actually becomes you sort of have, <laughs> when you're listening to someone's testimony, you have this sense of a spiritual smell, so to speak, you know, where it's coming in the right spiritual nostril or the left spiritual nostril, and you're detecting whether or not that smells like something to accept or something to deny. And the same thing with hearing, you know, that, that comes in as a wave. And so all these things are on some type of a spectrum so that you can take it and accept it and, and, and be fruitful by it because you relate to it or you don't relate to it and you reject it. And, and so... <laughs> You know, it gets back to that whole idea of John the Baptist, you know, and as Jesus said, you know, what did you come out in the wilderness to hear? What was it about John the Baptist? I mean, here's just this weird dude out in the wilderness wearing strange clothes 
and telling people, you know, that they need to change their life. Why would anybody listen to that? Because they had spiritual, somehow or another, God had lifted the veil in some people's cases, and they could tell that this man was speaking truth. And, and, and because they could tell that this man was speaking truth, when he witnessed, and again, when you think about the humility of John the Baptist, because he said, what? He must become greater, I must become lesser, you know, or I'm not worthy to, you know, tie his shoes, so to speak. <laughs> you know, you're, you're seeing the humility with which John the Baptist was, was testifying to the light. And, and since he was doing that, it says that all men would come to faith by him. In other words, as we begin to see and believe then then we we change our faith and what we we think about God and, and so <laughs> you know it's an amazing thing that we all have these five you know um spiritual senses like we have five physical senses and, and the idea of a heap of a wave of testimony and again if if you watch the quantum video which I highly recommend you do um that I've posted there at my um podcast page you'll get a sense of how mysterious all this is. And I certainly don't have a clue how it all works, but I just note that, that when we share and, and when I share all the time on the radio, people relate to my stories. In other words, when I, when I shared a few weeks ago about my dog um, passing away and what I went through that night, I literally got a call at five o'clock in the morning from a listener just wanting to share how his cat had passed away. Why? Because he completely related in his I guess BS detector shut off so that he could see what I was talking about was truth and and that related to him in a way that he could see God. It was a witness to his soul that God is good and that God is comforting us through these tragic losses that, that he experienced through his kitten. Again, you know, as you continue to think about this, I can't help but think you may know my favorite book in the Bible is the Song of Solomon, and I think his left hand I mean, excuse me, his right hand is under my head. You see how it's extended? And his left hand doth embrace me. It's kind of interesting how we got things over here on the right, and here we got things over here on the left. And, and through that spectrum, we're trying to define the, the straight and narrow light. And this is all the more reason why, you know, by spending time in his word, I mean, here comes the, the place where the rubber meets the road. By spending time in his word, you relate so much better to what the truth is because you're used to seeing what the real thing is. And when you see that, then you recognize it and, and, and you can accept that, which increases your faith, which again puts you in a position to be more fruitful, right? <laughs> so I hope you enjoy this whole idea. And again, as, as you watch this quantum thing and you begin to think through, gee, what are my five spiritual senses and exactly how does that work? But I will tell you this. Another thing you might try the next time you take communion, like, wow, you got to smell and taste and feel and sight. It's a very sensual experience. And, and just think about how you sense that spiritually, what Jesus was teaching uh, so physically that night of the Last Supper. Thank you for listening. Do you ever wonder? Did you ever wonder? I do. I do.